0: Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we have made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business, and we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives, or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoy delivering it to you. So we were just having a a quick chat there, Luke, and we suggested that maybe you should start with your Five
1: minutes. Five minutes around, yeah, around the round table. Thank you, Roscoe. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: yeah, we were. So I'll, I'll kick off. Welcome, everybody, uh, to another show. Episode 12? Thir- 13. 13. All right. Lucky 13. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. And we're, to give it some context, we're all in different places, aren't we? Absolutely.
0: After so, looking forward to when... Version uh, holiday.
1: Yeah. So, looking forward to a question for, for, for Al in a minute. Yep. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, Al will drop in. Anyway, uh, I'll kick it off. Uh, what's been going on this week? Um, yeah. Lots of learning. I actually had a listen to our podcast from last week uh, over the weekend and um, some things that I got from that was uh, a few things that both Al and Ross said that sort of, uh, you know, hit home for me. And it was more about, um, you know, having that uh, that personal vision uh, that I feel potentially, you know, well, not that i lacking, but it's just something I'm a bit more interested in uh, these days. Um, so thank you for, uh, you know, bringing that to my attention and also giving a good example of what it, you know, what it means to have a a personal vision and and how that, you know, might play out in life. So I've been, you know, sort of uh, planting the seed on that one. So that's a good one. Um, And also a bit more learning around, uh, you know, we spoke about mechanics last week as well. Um, And, uh, yeah, so there's been a lot more mechanics this week uh, within the business, which is great. Helps me understand on a deeper level uh, different tasks and processes around um, you know manufacturing which is what we do uh, which has been really good um, and I'm also stuck back into um, Aubrey Marcus podcast again bit bit strange and out there but he's had a couple of good um, you yeah, know a couple of good podcasts in the last uh, last two weeks and uh, yeah, a little bit more sort of uh, mind expanding um, you know, and I really, I really feel just looking outside of left of field is um, a real benefit to anyone sort of prepared to go there. So, uh, he's, um, I think his last one was that was interesting and worth a listen to anybody out there. Is uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, so yeah, he's a pretty interesting character, bit of a straight shooter, um, but definitely worth a listen. Um, that was podcast one fifty five. And also, uh, he had another, um, another podcast uh, with Zach Leary, um, which is Timothy Leary's uh, son. So uh, if you don't know Timothy Leary, he was a, uh, what would you call him, a psychedelic expert uh, in the 60s. Um, and, you know, that was his son. So again, another interesting uh, podcast between those two guys. So uh, that's been, been really good. So essentially, that's uh, that's me in a nutshell. What what did you get out of it? Um, obviously, different perspectives. Um, also, I suppose you know just to see how uh, they're quite real. Like they don't they don't sit on a pedestal at all. Um, they. You know, they, they go through the same struggles, uh, especially um, Aubrey Marcus as well. Uh, you know, he's a very successful guy, works hard. Um, and, yeah, he's, yeah he, geez, he's very genuine, right? Like, he, he, doesn't, he talks about everything, uh, everything from eating, training, playing, uh, sleeping, sex. Uh, he's in an open relationship and about to get married with that person. Um, so he really pushes the boundaries in regards to what it means to be a human uh, and, you know, what, why are we put on this earth, uh, you know, what's it all about? Um, you know, he's he, not afraid to sort of look in every direction and there's a few people in that sort of space that, uh, yeah, they're, they're never too big uh, and they don't, they don't, you know, they don't crow from a pedestal, which I respect, you know, highly. So it, they're always a student and always something to learn. So, yeah, yeah, that's sort of what I got from
0: from that podcast awesome Do you know if they have like a, a philosophy for life that you were speaking about before kind of a vision yeah statement? Look,
1: yeah I think uh,
0: specifically
1: uh, with Aubrey Marcus um, uh, he's, he's recently written a book uh, it's called own the day Own your life um, and he's yeah I think his motto is to you know obviously um, you know to get after it you know uh, I think the the intro to the book says uh, this is dedicated to your future self okay so um, every day is a new beginning um, and you know he talks about some of the things that uh, you know will, will enhance your life like nutrition uh, mindset uh, performance productivity uh, you know keeping fit uh, sex relationships and sleep um, Yeah, and I mean, he's a big believer that these things are, um, you know, interconnected and and interdependent as well, Um, you know, uh, I think. Yeah, the the day isn't just about what you're sort of putting into your body or, you know, how you look, um, you know, how much you get done. Um, You know, it's more about how you feel and, uh, you know, um, you know, sense of community who you connect with. Um, and you know how much fun you have along the way and that's that's we can get so far away from that the time I know I have sort of personally the the fun factor um, so yeah he's a, yeah very sort of broad and switched on individual so that that excites me. Cool awesome. Awesome. All
0: right well I suppose uh, I'll take a, a five minute snap as well about what I've been up to. Yow. And uh, yeah, I've been um, I've been having an, a, an interesting week. Uh, the the group that I've been working with that I've kind of been sharing with you guys uh, and, I, and our listeners, we're trying to create community. And on last night, I sent out a video, really kind of calling them forward to to step up, I guess. And and I'd already spoken to each of them individually that day and they were, you know, dealing with stuff in their lives like, you know, like people do. And they all kind of... Yep. They all kind of got something or discovered something or, you know, there was there was something that they all kind of went through. Some of them were still in it because we only had a little bit of time together and, yeah, you know, left them exploring what that was. Yeah. But... Um, then I put out a video to all of them to really call them into a space where they can really stand for each other. And then last night, they really got in communication. So they've been sending messages to the group and there's been a lot of action on there for people really getting into each other's worlds, really listening, really inquiring, and really stepping up to find out what it takes to create community. And it's been really inspiring yeah. to... To be able to see them do that. Um, so that they continue to do it without me. Yep. Often when I then contribute into the group, they kind of expect me to kind of lead it again. And that's not my intention. Yep. My intention is to create leadership within them. So I actually send them all individual messages to really acknowledge them for, you know for what they've been doing and who they are and what they're contributing. And yeah, and it was really great to see that. That community, like the people that hadn't been involved in that initial conversation, were now in that conversation today. So the whole community is really now up for something big and really in communication with each other. So it was really inspiring to see.
1: Yeah, nice. Mm. And is that how do you how do you sustain that momentum, Ross? I mean, I don't know the um, the context of the group or you know what it's there to achieve. Uh, again, maybe, you know, the vision comes into it, but what, as you said,
0: uh, you know, what what keeps that
1: moving forward?
0: Well, that's, that's why it's really important that each of them gets to see themselves as a leader. Otherwise, it takes me to keep doing that. But when they all own it as if it's their group, like when they all actually take complete ownership as if it is their own, then they all cause it. And it becomes self perpetuating Yeah.
2: You know, because if I'm too
0: busy or, you know, I've had a a rough day or a bad week or whatever it is, and, you know, they're kind of expecting me to create that, yeah, maybe that's a challenge for me at that point in time.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So having some, you know, having a a group of other leaders that can do that as well means that nothing's going to stop it.
1: Yeah, so it's sort of self-perpetuating, right? It's that culture that's created within within a group, um, you
0: know, that helps helps drive it. That's right, but it's, and it's worth noting. I I think that launching it is like launching the shuttle. You know, launching yeah. something into space takes a lot of work, but once it's going, it's going, and that doesn't take much to keep it going. Yeah. You know, you might just have to inject a little bit of fuel now and then, but apart from that, basically self-sustaining. And when you've got a group full of leaders who have all taken ownership of it, yeah, then anyone can inject that fuel at any time.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a powerful tool. Uh, yeah, good on you, man. Sounds like a uh, mm. sounds like a group uh, on the up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're, uh, we're getting close to halfway through, so it's good to see that. And, and I really want them to get it quickly so that then they can give it to everyone in the course. You know, the course has got, I think, um 40, 50 people in it, um, maybe, maybe 50. Yep. And as soon as I can give it to my group, then they can give it away to everyone in the whole course. Yeah, And that's really okay. my intention. Because what happens when they get that about themselves is they realise what they're really capable of. Yeah. The stories that we tell ourselves about, you know, I'm not good enough or I can't do that or, you know, that person inspires me, I'd never be able to do that. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, you know, I, I don't have the confidence that whatever the the made up story is that we have around why we can't do something. Yes. Yeah. They get to see themselves as something else now.
1: Yeah. So the sooner
0: I can get it to them, the sooner they can cause everyone else to get it in the whole course. And they get to see what they're really capable of. They get to see themselves as, as way bigger than they ever thought. Yeah. Yeah. Which is important. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, what so, is, yeah, uh, yeah. And, hmm. yeah, I was going to say. So, is that, a, is that like a 12 week course or is that, you know, is there, is there a timeline on that? Yeah, it goes for sort of three, four months. Yep. So,
0: it's pretty big. It's most, it's basically once a week. With a couple of um, full days on a weekend. Okay. Yep. When I say full days, I'm talking sort of 14-hour days on a weekend.
1: Nice. Yeah. So there's a bit of bit of time involved uh, with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty big investment um, to do that, but uh, yeah, the rewards are big. You know, the the program is basically a metaphor for life. you know i' I've, I've shared with you the saying and i and I know that you loved it as well. What we do anywhere is what we do everywhere
1: yeah yeah, so they take that outside of the group
0: so, so yeah, what so what they're doing in the how they how they relate to the the course is how they relate to their lives, yeah. Oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, so you don't have time for your life? Okay. (laughs) Interesting. What's that experience? What's that experience like for you? Yeah. Oh, I'm always busy. I'm running here. I'm running there. I never get anything done. Okay. You ready to change that? Yeah. Are you ready to hang? Oh, you want to hang on to that story for longer?
1: Well, it, it's whatever people really want out of life, really, you know, uh, and that's what they choose to gravitate towards. But yeah, definitely, um, you know, a group environment too is is uh, there's nothing more uh, motivating and keeping people accountable than you know than in a group setting. So I think it's uh, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, yeah, win-win situation.
0: Yeah, group 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 stuff's really powerful, especially when you're you're kind of dealing with your own personal stuff, a, a group really, really helps to call people forward. Yeah. And, and it helps cool. people to also know that we're, basically we're all the same. We're all dealing with the same stuff. You know, sometimes it looks, at the flavour of it looks a bit different, but we're all going through stuff which we're to deal with. It really helps when you're around other people that, that can be compassionate about that instead of just looking at ourselves and going, oh, everybody else has got it together. It's just me. There's something wrong with me. When the reality is we're all the same. We're all dealing with stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ross, well,
2: that, that prompts a, a big question for me. Um, I, I, I Certainly I went through a phase where I felt like it was just me. And uh, that I was on my own, and that I had to sort it out myself, and you know, and and all that stuff. And it does seem to be a consistent problem that that I come across with people I work with. So, what what do you reckon is going on, and and, and what do you reckon is that is, is a simple answer, or some answers to to help with this? Yeah. So, so what what you
0: basically what you're saying is that the, the people that you work you work at the workplace are also dealing with it and they are like we're, we're all human beings. Like there's no difference between one person and the next. Um, so it depends where they're at as to what point they're, they're, they're at with that. So um, the level levels of human potential means how they question themselves in their life does change from level to level. And, and I know for yourself, Al, you've, you've, you've done a lot of that kind of, Introspection, where now, now you have the the belief of self that makes you way more powerful. You're less concerned about you know whether someone likes you or not isn't really a, a factor to decide what you do next. Whereas for a lot of yeah, people, it's still there.
2: That's massive. I, I you know I I realised through my transformation or through my 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 most significant transformation so far that I had attached my own self worth to what other people got from me or what they related that they got from me. So it was, it was from their perception of what they got from me, you know? So um, absolutely, I've let go of that largely. And the really interesting thing I learned once I let go of that was that there's still some key people in my life to whom I attach myself with. So, you know, the love of people that I trust and respect and love, was critical to me feeling
0: worth Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Like I kind of was sharing something with someone today, which I'll talk about in just one moment, but that, that actually came up for me today, which I hadn't previously noticed. But what you're talking about there, when we attach our self-worth to other people's opinions, it's called an ex- external locus of identity like our our self worth is determined externally rather than internally. And it's a really tough place to live from. When when our when other people how we perceive other people's thoughts, and that's really really great what you said there, because it's really how we perceive the thoughts rather than what their actual thoughts are. It's how we perceive what people think about us that determines what we think about ourselves, but it's completely irrelevant. like Oh, absolutely! And, and going
2: on. what you said right. is key uh, again because if I'm feeling shit, then no matter what the other person says, I'm hearing shit. So, absolutely, how we're feeling, uh, how they're feeling, how we're feeling, it colours it all.
0: Absolutely, and if someone's in a bad mood and you speak to them and you and they say something rude to you because they're in a bad mood, no other reason, suddenly we've taken that on as if it means something about us. The only thing it actually was was that person was in a bad mood and they said something rude. There is no meaning to it, and yet we attach it as if, oh, you know, with external identity, we think it's all about us and we beat up on ourselves, which is, yeah. you know, which is, which is really sad and the people go through that. But with an internal um, like of identity what people outside of us say doesn't determine how we value ourselves and that's when we become really powerful because we stop making decisions based on unknown criteria like what's the other person going to think I don't know what the other person is going to think do it and find out
2: <laughs> oh, and, and I mean so many other people some other people, in their opinion, are volatile anyway. So what they're going to think changes like a whim, you know. So yeah. it's, it's it's never a great line to take, really. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <clears throat> and yet we live in a world where where we're expected to get along with everybody else. It's it's a really fine line, isn't it, to be independent to have our own version of what's good, bad, right, wrong, um, and and the sort of layers of interpretation. So for me, you know, um, growing up, uh, yeah, Persian mum, far north Queensland, country dad, so neither of my parents were that normal for a um, You know, I felt, I always felt different, weird, like an outsider, even though I was, I was always in the middle of a lot of stuff. So, you know, my perception was that, that I didn't fit in, that I was doing the wrong thing. You know, and I carry that forward way into adulthood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm yeah. still, yeah. I'm, now, I'm now aware, another thing I'm aware of now is I get, as soon as I feel that someone is challenging how I'm being, I become very defensive.
1: So yeah. How, how, could you tell us more about how you feel uh, when you're challenged? Like,
2: you know, you, you yeah, know, well, you, you said it's rooted yeah. in that. I, I feel bad and wrong. I feel like it's, it's like sometimes it's literally like, oh, here we go again. Um, am I really, am I really just a bad person? Kind of, it's that kind of thinking, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. guess who, bring, who guess who taps into it the most? Guess who taps into it the most, yeah, yeah. Well, the pe- the people closest to me, my siblings, the people that say they love me.
1: Yeah, well, that could be, well, you know, that found a button, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that sort of looping, you know, uh, looping pattern or behaviour uh, that, that sort of comes up. It's pretty common. Um, some people don't acknowledge yep. it uh, at all. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's yeah.
0: interesting. We, yeah. I think it even goes further than that with family. I I believe that yeah, I believe that as family we just we expect to be unconditionally loved by them. Right. Like if our family can't accept us, who can?
2: That's it. I reckon you've nailed it with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, just to throw (laughs) a not a spanner in the works, but my question is if it's going the other way, like if someone's been, like, you know, say a sibling or, a, or, you know, one of your kids has been, like, extremely, like, badly behaved or even just talking to you in a way that you've never heard before, um, where you, you know that that just wouldn't be said to anybody else, you know, potentially except for, for you, um, is, that, is that unconditional as well? Like, how, you know, is it, do they feel that they can, they can do that because, you know, we, they know
2: that we 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 love them unconditionally. Like, what are your thoughts there? Okay, so so uh, Luke, just just let go of the concept that any human does anything unconditionally. That is, yeah. there's no way that happens. I, I I laugh inside when I hear, particularly mothers, who are justifying something by their unconditional love, and I just think, hang on, you've just outlined a whole lot of conditions, and you're calling that unconditional. So yeah. but our very nature means everything we do is conditional.
0: Yeah. They're, they're testing we might go a long way. You do love them.
2: Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, I was saying they're testing that you do love them. They want to know what? that no matter what they do, you'll still love them.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's probably what I was, yeah, angling for. Uh yeah, okay. Yeah, and and I suppose, you know, uh, not policing that, but, um, you know, it, what's an example of how you would love them in that situation when it is, you know, like it's, it's
0: bad? Well... So, I, I was going to say there's, there's, there's two things going on. One is the choice to love them regardless of what they do. And the other, yeah. and the other thing is to deal with the behaviour. Yes. Yeah. And there's multiple
2: approaches yep. for that. There, I reckon. You, two again, two you've, say, now, you've nailed it, Ross. Too many of us treat someone and their behaviour as though it is them, and that goes to the heart of what I was talking about about my experience growing up. Is that I was, I received reports of my behavior as though they were attacking me and who I am
1: yeah okay yeah yeah well it yeah it is Well, it is about the person I always uh, I always say that you know you know really be clear on um, you know the behavior uh, and you know and the person because I know that they're not normally behave like that And, you know, as I've said previously, your thinking might be a bit low. Uh, I understand that. Um, But, yeah, so you don't want to hold on to it and harbour that. It's just interesting to see how people deal with, uh, you know, potentially negative situations like that.
2: Okay. You've got to
1: address the behaviour, but in a a supportive, loving way. You know what I mean?
2: So, so Luke, I can give you an example. I'll I'll, I'll be careful on this because it's not just me however there's someone in my life um that i have decided to take some responsibility for they are an adult and you know i remind myself that this this person is a person like me that that really wants the same things and ross ross can remind us what they are when it comes to being loved and accepted and all those things and yeah so that's the person that's the person their behavior. Absolutely. It's having a, it's having a destructive effect on, on some of the people around them. And so I'm consistently walking that line and there are threats of all sorts of things going on here. And what I am coaching myself and attempting to coach the others around me on is listen, that person ultimately has the right to do whatever they want to do. That's, that's part of who we are. And, and it's not ours to stop them, interfere with it, it's ours to support them as best we can to go in the direction that we feel is best for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. there's a saying that's really useful when you're in a moment like that where you're, you're really kind of up against it and it's really easy for our emotions to take over and and for us to behave or or act in a way that is really not concurrent with with who we are. And the saying that that goes for this is the person who asks the questions controls the conversation, controls the communication, controls the outcome. So the person who's asking the questions is the one who's in control. And to kind of highlight that right now, you're asking questions. So you're actually determining right now which direction this conversation's going. So when you're in a situation with a loved one who does something that is probably inappropriate and hurtful, then you ask them, then you can just ask them the question. And what might be a question you could ask? Uh,
1: You know, um, can you tell me more about, you know, can you tell me more about how you spoke to me? You know, what's with
0: that? Yeah. You could ask why did Yeah, that's right, why why did you speak to me like that? You could ask them, Do you know how that makes me feel when you say that? Yeah. You could ask them, was that the best choice to make then? There's a lot of things that we can ask, but the moment we start getting into their world, we can start to uncover what caused them to behave inappropriately and then potentially help them to find their solution. Yeah,
2: and the closer they are to us, the more discipline is required in <laughs> in executing that. <laughs> <laughs> is that
1: yeah. Persian, uh, is that the Persian genetics coming through,
2: mate? <laughs> uh, mate, there's Persian, Scottish, Jewish, Viking. I don't know. You take your pick, mate.
1: <laughs> I saw all of those, mate. As soon as I met you, mate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not a, like not another, ju- not another Persian, Jewish, Scottish, Viking. Bloody hell.
1: Yeah, it's it's as if if, uh, there's not enough exotic people in this world, mate. Um, (laughs) Well, there's a saying, Luke.
2: Man cannot live on white bread alone.
1: (laughs) What what well are you drinking from, mate? Did you get that from a a cool burger joint up in
2: Preston? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I pulled that one out of a specific orifice that we like to use in Australia at times. Yeah,
1: right. There you go. That's a burger joint name, the orifice. <laughs> the specific orifice. <laughs> the specific orifice. Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's all about standing out. That's what I believe. So, uh, from
2: Absolutely.
1: It's a winner. Definitely a winner. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... um. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, yeah, where people are sort of in that space, Uh, as I was saying before about how we tend to deal with things fly off the handle, you know, assume control um, you know, uh, especially as parents so yeah, it's just a bit of bit of inwards reflection on how we uh, respond and also especially if it's your kids too you want to teach them the right uh, way to um, you know, deal with things yeah, get a bit more inquisitive rather than uh, trying to solve uh, you know, what's going on at the time uh, you know, for them. So, yeah, interesting.
2: Well, awesome. so the other thing, Luke, and, 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 and I'm not, this might sound a bit silly, however I'm serious, I'm also blessed because I'm actually, I've grown up a bit of a psycho, right? So, yeah. I, and I've only grown out of that while being a parent. And so, you know, kids are faced with a choice. Do I want to be like my parents or the opposite kind of thing? And... Yeah. So my son is like, kind of like, I don't want to be like that. So the old reverse psychology, I think, has paid off, and it wasn't even deliberate. You know, it was just I was just very confused. So, I, I like he when he challenges me, it's with intelligence. It's it's you know it is it's reasonable. Like he, he, he only pushes my buttons in that sense of fuck. You know, he's right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, Daughter, very much like me, um, and so there's more, more tension there. However, at this stage, and I and I and I don't want to get cocky. At this stage, I feel like there's enough mutual respect where yep. I can just say, okay, listen, that's it. Just, I just want you to pull your head in now, because yeah. that's not good for you. It's not good for me. It's not good for us. And I feel like yep. that will get a response, a good response.
0: Yeah,
2: nice. So that's cool. it. I was the I was the reflection of what could have been. That that I think they both said, and I don't need to be like that. So that's cool.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I and I said before I share my realization about family, and now as we talk about family, it kind of brings it back for me. I, someone asked me, like, like they were kind of inquiring because I, I, I like to make a difference to other people and um, and there's this also you know we've got this need to to look good and be loved so the question was kind of around well how do you is your need to to look good like how does that impact that and I'm like well I would much rather make a difference to someone than to have them like me like I them to like me like that's nice everybody likes to be not nice. everyone likes to be like like it's just as for us as human beings to be like but I'd way rather make a difference to someone than to be liked if in the process of making a difference to them they like me that's awesome if all I get to do is make a difference that's awesome too if I get liked and I've made no difference that was kind of pointless except as I shared that with them I actually had this realization that I'm not sure it's the same with my family. With my family, regardless of, of how I interact with them, I kind of have this expectation that they'll love me. You know, this kind of need for unconditional love, regardless of what I do or say, whether I get it right, whether I stuff it up, you know, whether I understand for them, whether I'm not, whatever happens, I kind of have this expectation that because they're family, they'll they'll love me. You know, they'll know that my heart is there for them regardless, and no matter how that shows up, they'll just love me anyway. So, that was an interesting realization for me today. Cool. Hmm. And <clears throat> that kind of links into what we said before and, you know, what you're bringing up about family and how, how we relate to them. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting that the closer someone is to us, the, the more important that feeling is. And, and, uh, look,
2: uh, what, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, my son gives me a good chuckle. Um, he, uh, I don't think it's, I don't, think, uh, maybe he does. One day he just said, ah, uh, you know, such and such, he was talking about his mum and his sister, and I just like to trigger them. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, smart beggar, you, you know. So I don't, I doubt he deliberately goes out of his way to trigger people. But a, the fact that he's using the word trigger. Uh, and I don't know if you've noticed, Ross, yet with your kid. the word trigger is used a lot by teens these days. Um, so they get, I love it, they get the fact that we trigger each other, you know. Yeah. Um, that's an awareness that I never had until mid-40s. So, you know, so that's cool. But, yeah, the fact that he sort of will joke about it and, and you know, I like that. It's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so much more awareness is available to kids these days. Yeah, it's awesome alright so just to uh, to wrap up today where we've gone over 35 minutes I really want to bring it back to the, the person the personal vision statement you know what what it is that we live by so much of what was spoken about today sits directly inside of it you know the questions that come up well how do I behave in this situation well what does your personal statement decide you know, yeah. How is it that you choose to live every moment of your life? Not, oh, I choose to live it over here, but when this happens, I don't choose to live that way. Yep. My personal vision statement guides us in any and every moment. It speaks to who and we are. And can I put that? About. Mm.
2: Can I put that into a into a context which I feel is very powerful?
0: Please go for it.
2: I have come, I've reached the point in, in my life, but is Luke still there, by the way?
0: Nope.
2: We've lost him. Sounds like we lost him. <laughs> oh, we were joined, right, I'm sure.
0: <laughs>
2: yep. So, us just, you know, I felt his energy slip earlier and I thought, oh, I'll let it go. But yeah, so, for me, I, in the last, say, let's say two years, I, I, I became aware of the idea of 100% responsibility. And by that, in simple terms, I mean everything that that, that is happening in and around my life is my responsibility. And, and once I accept that, it's then possible for me to have whatever life I want. Now, yeah. taking that in the next step, I believe the answer for humanity is not fixing the environment, fixing socioeconomics, fixing this, fixing that. It's actually in all of us having a personal vision about us improving as individuals, because by each one of us improving as individuals, that will be reflected in everything that we do, every impact we have. And if everybody's doing it, more or less at the same time, then we all move forward together, more or less. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. In fact yeah. with every with everyone I, I but there he is with everyone that I I work with, my intention is for them to grow because I know that when they get to a certain point, they will just automatically become about community. You know they'll want to make a global impact once they've grown as an individual.
2: Yep.
0: And that's what happens. We grow as individuals to a point where we become a, a, an inspiring community and just support each other to to continue the growth. Yeah. Yep. I think yeah, I think that's apt. I think where
1: I heard uh, someone say this morning that we're all we're all just different versions of ourselves. Yeah. what I mean at any any one time. That you deal with different people, and uh, that was an interesting concept. And again, brings it back to community, uh, which is which is important. You know, team, community, uh, family, friends, relationships. Uh, so yeah, we're all, all all of the one kind, you know what I mean? But just yeah, obviously different versions of each other, uh, going through different things.
0: Yeah, and, and
1: it's also
0: and, interesting because yeah, yeah. one of those, at least one of those, is very selfish and, and individually focused like it it literally cares only about itself but we need to go through that growth to get to the other side You know, if we're all about community but we're a victim to our to our circumstance our whatever story we've got running you know if we run a victim life we need to become the selfish warrior who takes care of self first to be able to grow far enough to get out the other side of that yeah very
1: very deep. Very deep.
2: And yes. then to and then to show others the way.
1: Pointing Sorry, them, point but, them in the right direction. Well
2: show them the way. Show them the way. We, I'll show them. It's not yeah. ours to point yeah, it's yeah. not ours to point anyone anywhere. It's ours to to be uh, you know, I like think Gandhi said, be be the change you wish to see in the world. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All all we can do. All we can do. And this is hard enough. Challenging enough. It seems all we can do is is improve what what who you know improve our expression of ourselves, improve what we're putting out there, improve how we're being.
0: I think that's a great place to uh, to leave our listeners today with uh, with that quote from from Gandhi. Actually, so uh, yeah, so for everybody listening, be the change you want to see in the world. Awesome. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been great, as always. Hopefully, uh, everybody out there listening has had a a really interesting and introspective time today. And we look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, guys.
2: Awesome. Thank you.